Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gotham City Podcast. I'm your host, Levy Rosman, also known as Gotham Chess. And after 30 episodes of doing this podcast, I decided to change up the intro from the previous episodes. Today's guest is Jitendra Advani, also known as Chess Talk on YouTube, a YouTuber from India who actually has the third largest chess YouTube channel. Many of you might not be aware of his content. He has a lot of very unique and interesting approaches to creating chess videos on YouTube. We discuss a lot of that in this episode and a little bit more beyond it. I hope you enjoy. We're live. Thank you so much for joining. It's a, it's a pleasure, it's, a, it's an honor. And as I told you right before we booted up, I just wanted to say it's, I, it's incredible to see your growth and success on YouTube, man. I feel like of all the chess YouTube channels that I've kept an eye on, I know the least about you. So I'm super excited for this, for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, thanks for having me. And um, in fact, uh, to be with you on this podcast, it's, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be good fun. Um, and even to see your growth in the pandemic, it's been, it's been really awesome. I mean, just, I think you started off in 2020, from what I know, I think in 2020, you started off. Yeah, I started and... off in basically being more consistent in May, June, 2020. So I was a chess teacher. I was just teaching chess in schools and in like April, May of 2020, I was teaching my students on Zoom, my six-year-old students. But it, okay. I mean, just imagine, right? Like a kid, a poor kid has to go nine hours of school online and then they have to do chess too. They were so tired. They were barely paying attention. They, And that's when I started realizing more people are watching chess online and Twitch and YouTube and all that stuff got much more fun to do than forcing a poor child to learn some <laughs> London opening, you know, after school, after so many hours of chess. Yeah, that was me. What about you? When did you, when did you get started? I, I, I discovered your channel, of course, a few months after basically going full time and YouTube and researching and everything, but how long, like, tell me about your YouTube journey. So basically, I mean, I started off playing chess when I was a small kid. My father taught me how to play chess when I was like six, seven, eight years old. So I used to play a lot when I was small. I used to play a lot of chess, participate in a lot of school competitions, win a lot of them. So I was quite like quite an active chess player in school. But then college came by and then I sort of lost touch because then I, I went into like studies and all and, and I pursued my chartered accountancy. So I'm a chartered accountant, basically. So I, I went into that study mode and hard, hardcore grinding where you're studying and, you know, getting into that profession. So quite, I mean, for some time I lost a little bit of touch, but then I went, I started my job and then I had a few friends who in my workplace were playing chess and we again started playing chess. I got back into the rhythm and uh, I think it was in early, I think early 2016 or late 2016 when, when again, I, you know, started playing chess actively and I felt that, you know, I had that kind of spark of you know, learning new things. And by that time, YouTube, Google, all this had started coming up. And we had this massive boom where all these search engines were, you know, everything you needed, you just do a search yep. and you could get everything online. So that was the time when, you know, I, I also sort of used to, you know, do my strategy analysis and try to find out stuff, uh, new, new things in the world of chess, like new openings, middle games. So that was the point of time when I just realized that there wasn't much content out there. I mean, this is like late 2016 I'm talking about. So there was not much content. Um, even if there was, it was not that systematic. And I just felt at that point of time that I could make something better. 
um, that's that's when I realized that maybe I can you know maybe give it a try because I was into blogging and all. I always uh, sort of you know enjoyed making content, writing stuff. Video was although a little new, but uh, still I thought that just let me just give it a try. And um, I started off I think in 2017 early. Um, that's when I made my first video, and um, slowly and gradually I made a couple more. Uh, three, four more videos, and luckily it did well. And I start. I started off with complete voiceover. Like in, uh, when I think when you started off, you were right on the camera, just you know crashing it all the way through. I was a little, I was a little camera conscious when I started off. So, but I wanted to make chess content because that's where I felt that there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot that I could offer to the viewers in terms of my learnings that I could provide. So that's how I, that's how I started off, and luckily I think my first few videos did well, and then I consistently you know started making content, chess content, getting better at it, um, and yeah, it's been now almost five six years, been working on it, uh, trying to get better with every video, learning from everyone who's coming in. I think you've also done a great job, but brought in so many new audiences. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a good journey, uh, good enjoyable journey, and learned a lot of new things. I mean, always, you always keep learning as you must be also knowing, like in YouTube, you always keep learning from other people as well. And you try to get your own ideas on track. So that's, that's how the journey has been. And yeah, still, still going on, uh, trying to get, uh, trying to provide the best content to the audiences. That's, that's amazing, man. I have, I took notes during everything that you just said, because I, I just have so many questions. I guess the first thing to start off on is, what uh when you came back and you were you started playing a little bit more it's just like local events uh in india where you are just like 30 minute games over the board games like what we're playing online what what were you playing in 2016 so 2016 it was mostly online and with my few office friends and my mm -hmm. colleagues and all so it was mostly like we were trying out online things so i i used to kind of practice online that's mm -hmm. how i used to do it and try to play with my friend because I mean, that fun banter that you have over the board, you know, trying to outsmart the opponent, those kinds of things. So I always enjoyed that part of chess. Um, and yeah, I always, you know, that's that's been the thing that I always look to in terms of my skills, in terms of chess, I look to improve. So that's where I always used to go for the YouTube thing, the, uh, the Google searches. I try to find out content, what's wrong with my game, how can I get better, those kinds of things. So that's how it all, you know, uh, sort of uh, went through and I went through making that kind of content. And I always, you know, kept in mind that uh, what would my kind of a player look to learn? And especially if someone who's just starting off or who's just kind of rusty in a way, like who has just uh, been off the game for a lot of years and who wants to get back into chess, like that has always been the motto in terms of even the channel that I, that I created. It has always been to get more people to come and watch the game and obviously they'll get better as they as they move along but the initial thing has always been to you know get in those new audiences get them to learn chess because because as you must be also knowing chess is a great game but the problem is that you don't have that many people who understand it like yeah. you might like it or dislike it but the problem is first you need to understand it so i just try that as easy as i can make it for the viewers to come in and you know watch the content and then enjoy the journey I think that's how that's how I plan to you know make the make my content and and go about it. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that, which we can get into at at later points. What is your what is roughly your your online or over the board rating? Because I don't even know. 
Yeah, so I'm around 2000. I mean, okay. I play mostly leechesschess.com. So around 2000 uh, is the online rating. That's that's how it has been. Are you the same on both sides? Like, uh, you know, because sometimes at the lower level, it's like 800 points higher on one website. I'm just kidding. But obviously, it's a little bit higher on leechess. But is this sort of balancing around 2000, 2100? Is that... Yeah, around 2000. I would say I think leechess is a little, I think 100, 200 points higher maybe. But yeah, I think it's more or less around like 2000, 2000-ish. Got you. Yeah, the interesting thing about being around 2000, 2100 is what, what people really don't realize is you're better than 99% of the audience. You could still, like a lot of people, they have in their mind, you need to be a titled player. I even get this question, right? Oh, why am I going to take your advice? Why am I going to get your course, right? Because there's a grandmaster over there who can explain. And I always just say, it's not about, it has nothing to do with the title at all. It has to do with how well you can understand the mind of the person that's watching you, which is everything that you just described, and then how you can package information into short clips that people are actually going to watch. And got it, got it. Uh, when I look at your channel, it's it's completely like we have definitely some similarities for sure. We have covered some similar games like everybody has some famous games, gold coins game, for example. But uh, we present things in completely different ways. I've always I've always I've always studied your channel and I've been I've been fascinated because your channel has these shorter clips that eight minutes, seven minutes, nine minutes. I just, you just watch the whole thing because it's so short. You just watch the whole thing. And maybe it's not, you could argue, oh, you could do a masterclass on that concept for 40 minutes, you know? And, uh, oh, eight minutes is too short. But I, I like the way you present. I'm, I'm sure that's kind of your whole, your whole strategy, right? Like the whole model is sort of to be like short to the point and craving more, like not draining, not overwhelming, right? So tell me, can you tell me a little bit about the strategy? You have a lot of shorts too. I saw your legendary force stalemate thing. That that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazing uh, reel. I saw that on Instagram. So yeah, tell me a little bit about the strategy. So yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That has been my strategy. I look at it from the viewpoint of, a, I mean, from a viewer's uh, angle that even I generally, you know, like to watch like eight to 10 minute videos. That has been generally my sweet spot. So, um, so even when I started off, I think that was somewhere around the, around the, you know, the duration of the videos that I was targeting. Like, I know that you can make 15, 20 videos. I think you do a very good job of like 20, 25 minute videos, which is, which is awesome because I think like you have that personality, you have that storytelling capacity that you can hold the audiences. I just felt that, um, like in terms of my content, I just feel that it is, uh, it is more like. It is not. It does not have that much of a fun element, maybe at times. So maybe I might not be able to engage people for that much longer. But I just felt that uh, eight to ten minutes is like is like the sweet spot where people can digest the information and they can get going. Like even from the viewers' feedback, the comments that I used to get, they were just like, "This is the best thing that we've got because we got it eight to ten minutes. I could watch the whole thing. I could just go around, practice, play online, and just try it out. Come back." maybe you know abuse you that it didn't work or maybe they might just come and say that yes you're doing you're doing great i mean we learned a lot and this did really well so uh, so yeah you are absolutely right in that in that uh, in that point that i try to make those kinds of videos 8 to 10 minute videos and now obviously i realize that you can try a little because now you now the audiences are i think more in terms of like chess viewers at that point of time there were very few chess audiences in a way Like there were very few people who used to watch chess. I mean, there were very few people who used to play chess. Now you're talking about watching. So, so yeah, over a period of time, I've tried to uh, sort of 
expand a little but yeah when i started off that was the initial strategy play around 5 to 10 minutes try to give as much information is the in the most user friendly way as possible try to keep them engaged and obviously uh, they can learn along with it that would be that would be great it's and yeah now we now we have sorry now we have reels and all these formats yeah. coming in so now you can try a lot of things i see your clips channel as well which where you provide a lot of entertaining stuff so so now you have entertainment where you can provide in reels and you can also provide your informational educational type of content in the form of like videos like you you provide 20 30 minute videos i make it around 10 to 15 minute videos so yeah that's that's mostly been the strategy i was going to say Mr Beast has a strategy where every second of the video he's trying to capture your attention or redirect your attention just so you don't get bored and you want to keep your eyes glued to the screen and with chess it's kind of a similar thing cuz you can't really watch chess in the background if you want to learn something there's no way but plenty of people do and in my videos I frequently make jokes like hey are you watching me in the background while you're eating or while you're coding or something and i i enjoy kind of breaking that that fourth wall and i i find like with your videos it it's kind of exactly like that you don't you don't do anything that anybody else really does it's kind of interesting a lot of people they're very conversational they talk a lot they they one take things cuz in chess you don't need to do 100 takes and then edit the best ones together i do sometimes for sure but even in a lot of my videos i can hit record and i can finish in 30 minutes and for the most part i'm still trying to keep people captivated but obviously it's easy to get bored and i find like with your content you do what it's kind of mr beast ish right like the video starts and you go like in this video i'm going to teach you this and this like and you know before you um I don't remember if your subscriber integration part is in the beginning or kind of sometimes in the middle but I like that that sometimes even 3 4 minutes you sort of say oh and by the way you can join like our community and I'm like oh okay that's a new piece of information that I you know and now I'm going to keep watching cuz my attention span got a break from just listening to the board so yeah I uh it it's it's really interesting actually yesterday when I went to your channel to just see a little bit more background see what what you have to offer what external links you have and so on i was shocked man you have 1.3 million subscribers i'm not saying you don't you don't deserve that no i was just shocked i didn't realize that you're already number 3 you passed agad mather uh yeah I, recently <laughs> i think uh, what past agad mather but thank you so much i mean uh, coming from you i can understand like i also really enjoy your content i like watching it as a viewer like from a content creator point of view that's a different thing but even as a viewer i really find your videos very engaging and and i quite appreciate the thing that like in one cut you can take it all like you don't fumble you don't do anything how do you manage all of that i mean it's it's really fantastic how do you I do a, it i got a gift for bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> i just fumble in a minute or so i have to do a retake or something or just cut it off or do something or the other yeah it's i don't know it's uh yeah i i didn't know i had this skill right like i didn't do any sort of youtube in the past and like i said i was a chess teacher but maybe it helped that I'm good with words. I I seem to be pretty good at public speaking like if you put me on a stage and I have to talk. I've never done it before, but it seems like I would be I'd be okay and I don't know. I've taught in classrooms, maybe I'm maybe I'm good at I've like I I've had to give a team speech in front of parents and in front of kids during some of these chess programs. So maybe it was always there, but you just sort of it's just things you discover, right? Like if you try a new sport or you try any new hobby you're going to realize oh my god i can't do this at all there's nothing i can do to learn this it's so hard for me but something might come naturally 
So I guess it's just kind of always, always learning, always trying to improve. And like you said, I don't know how much time you spend during the day or during the week, just sort of browsing around, seeing what other chess YouTubers are doing, just YouTubers in general are doing and getting some ideas. And I'm always kind of conflicted, like, man, that really small channel just did a really cool concept. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I can't, I don't want to steal the idea completely for myself. And I've never done that, but maybe I'll be like, okay, mm, I like that thumbnail design. I like this. I like that. And, um, yeah, you just sort of draw inspiration. You never kind of, I'm being very open and honest. I, I never steal ideas. I, I might be quote unquote inspired by thumbnails, but I've never kind of flat out been like, oh wow, that channel has 20,000 views on this idea. But if I did it, it would get 500,000. So I'm just going to take it. But a lot of channels out there do some really interesting stuff. Like, uh, even stuff that I've wanted to do. And then I sat on and I waited and all of a sudden they're doing it. Like, I think uh, Chess Vibes does like a weekly, he used to do like a weekly quiz of some sort where he quizzes different ELO ratings in a position. I wanted to do that since 2020. And I just, it just takes a lot of effort, right? You got to get community and you got to get votes. And I was just lazy and boom, now he's doing it. So now I can't really do it because I would just look like I'm stealing. So um, there's a lot of cool stuff. I think a lot, a lot of cool content. And do you consider yourself a, like if I, if you, somebody asked you like, what's your job? Are you a, chess youtuber because you just said you're an accountant too so what's the what's the job do you wear many hats yeah so i do both i mean i have my profession i enjoy it quite and quite a lot and plus i also enjoy this part of it like with me you know what happens is like i can i can understand how you do it i can see the grind that you put in like daily you're just making the content putting it out there i can see i don't think you've skipped a video maybe in the last month or two at least i have not seen you like even one day off taking even a day off so that's that's something that I really appreciate. But for me, somehow, you know, it happens that after I make a video, I just take a break for a day just mm -hmm. to get my thoughts back to work on, on, on a different concept. And, you know, think of, think of things in a different way, do my research, study some, read some articles, read some, uh, go through some other things online. So for me, so that's why I just feel that it kind of gives me the balance because I am interested in a lot of things. Like I'm not just that hardcore kind of a chess person that I'm doing chess day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of, I enjoy a lot of other things also. So, so yeah, that's why I, I'm not a full-time chess YouTuber, but yes, I mean, I love making chess content and I just, when I'm in it, I just give it my hundred percent, but when I'm off it, I just take a break, take a chill pill, enjoy it and just see how to, you know, get those ideas flowing because I just feel, I don't know whether that happens with you, but I just feel that if you keep making content, you, you do it quite well, but I just feel that if I do that, maybe I'll just struggle because you're doing it day in and day out, shooting, editing, you know, getting all those things going again, researching again, doing the same PGN stuff, analyzing games. Uh, so, so that's why I just feel that I'm a person with multiple things that I'm doing and I enjoy the chess part. Uh, it's, it's really fascinating if you take regular breaks in between. That's how I, I treat it as. That's amazing. You're a part-time chess YouTuber who also has probably very soon to be the second largest channel. I got, I, I can't. <laughs> I was looking at you. I'm like, am I gonna lose my first place position to to my to my man here? Am I am I interviewing the competition? I was like, but I, I mean, that would be yeah, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty crazy, man. Like I, I mean, you overtook you overtook everyone in about I think two three months. You I, just I, I, I did. It. I did. I was looking at uh, Sam's videos where he used to make those kind of mm -hmm. animations showing those graphs. I was just fascinated. I mean, you just came from nowhere and just rattled everybody up and, and right to the top well and that was really i mean 
this is really an inspiration. I just feel that if there are any content creators watching this, and I mean, I, I, I talk to a lot of people who just say that YouTube is saturated, the chess market is saturated, but you look at, I mean, look at Levy. I mean, he's in one year, he has taken grown from nowhere to just about the top million, top channel right now. So that is something that everyone can consider. And I just feel that even right now, if you look at it, there's no channel on 2 million still. So I just feel the market is still open. You look at other genres, you look at, you look at uh, motivational speaking, you look at the other gaming channels, everyone has like uh, channels with 10 million, 15 million. So I just feel there's a lot of scope, a lot of scope. I think you will soon reach 2 million and I'm sure you will reach 5, 10 million because we just need to get the audiences in. Once we get the audiences, it's just that we need to tell people that yes, play the game, enjoy it, try it out. If you like it, then you will definitely, you will get the following. So I just feel that any content creators out there who are looking for any kind of an advice, I think you are the perfect inspiration how to build a channel. Obviously you need to work hard. That's there with anything. Like even if you're doing a basic job, you need to work hard. But if you work hard, there are results that you can, you can get. I agree for sure. And first of all, like to the motivational speaking channels and just the general, more general audience type of channels, I would say. It's easier, I think, to grow because it's super algorithm friendly, because any human on earth can get a video on their sidebar that says something about improving your public speaking or something about impl in, in, um, improving your habits. Like uh, this gentleman, I forgot his name. I know his, I think his name is Joey. I forgot his last name. Uh, Better Habits. Uh, I think I think that's his YouTube channel. I'm just gonna very quickly look this. Up. It's either Better Habits or Better Ideas. Is it Better Ideas or Better Habits? It's Better Ideas. So yeah, Joey. Um, he he has two million subs and eighty videos. That's it. Uh, which is even more crazy than you. You have uh, one hundred eleven which uh, videos and or some something along these lines and you know one point three. But he his videos when you see it on the sidebar, it's just a powerful thumbnail and it says you know the pro the procrastination cure you don't want to hear. It's like oh I don't want to hear it. Oh yeah. Well f you. I'm gonna hear it. And then you click on the video and then you know he goes into this whole explanation. Um, you know, how overstimulation is ruining your life, you know, social media, like all this stuff. So those channels, I think, can help permanently, literally, just absolutely. There is no better evergreen content. And channels like I said, Mr. Beast or some of these other channels, uh, they it's like a permanent thing because at any given moment in the next decade or two, as long as the world still exists and, you know, climate change hasn't flooded the, you know, the, the world or whatever, um, at any point, if you're online, you're going to want to see a video like that, like a video like, oh, I gave this random person who sat in the circle a million dollars, right? We have a much harder task because chess has a lifespan, it seems like, right? Being interested in chess has a lifespan. Even people in 2021 already don't keep up with all of my new developments. They don't maybe don't keep up with the new courses platform. They don't keep up with any of the stuff. They might be, oh, che cheating drama. Wow, I haven't played chess in six months. Let me come back to chess. I'm sure you, I'm sure you understand. I'm sure you kind of realize as well that we have to extend that lifespan. So uh, we don't want to even be in a situation where we dominate a viewer. Like we don't just want them to go to us. They, we are actually more than happy to share them with other chess channels as long as they keep a continued interest because ultimately they will keep coming back at some point and the bigger our ecosystem, the better. Because we don't know. We don't know when any of this chess stuff is going to end. 2021, I think, is the best year chess will have in history. I'm not sure there's going to be a better one. Uh, I don't know if you I disagree. I think there might be. I you think, think there so? might be. Yeah, I think so. Because, 
I mean, progression is always, it's going to be there. Uh, like when you came, you must have seen that boom. And I'm sure there would be, like, we don't need another pandemic for that. I think in general, as long as we keep reaching new viewers, I think we will get audiences. And, and still, I don't think there are that many content creators also. Like still, if you see, there are a handful of content creators above 1 million and a few over 100K. So there's a lot of content out there. Uh, there's not much content out there, but the point is we just need to get in more viewers. It's just that, we need to get, uh, I just feel that there are people who are still intimidated by the game. Like they still don't start playing it. Like even here, when I meet a few of my friends or relatives, they just say that, can you please teach me chess? I said, everything is out there, but they say it's still quite intimidating. So I think that if we can get that thing done, like somehow just ease them into the process, just play it out, enjoy, play 10, 15 games. If you like it, it's fine. If you don't like it, that's also fine. But I'm sure more than half of them will like it and they will continue it, at least for some months. So that's what I think. I think they sh uh, that's as content creators, if we can get in new people, that would be really great. And I see your efforts, like your tweets and all, I really find them quite, quite <laughs> intriguing. You you make use of every scandal <laughs> to get the viewers in. <laughs> I, I have to, yeah. You, you mean the ones like uh, I tweeted in the middle of the Hans uh, Magnus thing. I said, yeah. hey, you know, chess world, you're going to see all sorts of tweets today, but uh, we're not so dramatic. You should definitely play chess. Uh, yeah. I find them really, I mean, that's, that's the perfect way to get the audiences in. I mean, the scandal is going on, but still. You, we have this really good channel. I make good chess videos, come and watch them. And I, it's yeah. really great. I mean, that's how we'll get in. We don't want chess to be mainstream just because of the scandals. Like we need people to play them and enjoy them. So I'm sure this will grow. I'm, I'm definitely sure this will grow. Unless chess is solved completely, which I don't think it will be. But uh, still, I think it should grow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think chess is going to be solved for quite some time, as we can see. Basically, anytime any top-level game happens, there's a bunch of human error. There's also all sorts of goofy stuff kind of going on in, in openings, and people always messing around in various variations. But yeah, that's definitely part of the my content strategy. I have my Twitter. I just put out... I Every day I think of what tweet will get the most amount of traction for today without being obviously without selling parts of my soul and just being stupid and uh, scandalous. So I think even today, uh, did I tweet today? I think I did. I'm doing, I'm doing research here on my second monitor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I logged into uh, YouTube and I saw a clip from some random channel and the clip was like Hans Niemann drinks tea while playing against Caruana. And I was like, why the, why the hell is this a clip? Like, it's such a ridiculous title. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it, ha it didn't have a huge amount of views, but immediately my brain was like, oh, how do I turn this into content? So I tweeted, the chess drama has reached disgusting levels. You know, like, oh God, Hans drinking tea during his game, you know? Oh my God. And uh, it's doing pretty well, right? Like, it's, 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 uh, it's doing well. Uh, yesterday, all of my tweets were complaining about losing monetization on YouTube, but unfortunately, sometimes that's what you have to do. And, like, if Vidit has a great performance or if Magnus is having a great performance, I always try to think of a way to put the info out there, but then offer some discussion point, like, we need a title higher than Grandmaster or whatever. Uh, and uh, even if... I mean, I literally sometimes leave tweets. I just leave. I just leave the room. I just... Just let people, you know, if people want to argue, they're going to argue. Uh, but I don't, I don't get involved. I don't have notifications on any of that stuff. Um, and I highly recommend that, by the way. Just have notifications off everywhere. Instagram, 
uh, Twitter, but you do you do a lot of Instagram, right? Do you do TikTok as well, or do you just do no, the no. reels? No. TikTok is banned in our country. So in India, TikTok is banned. We have only oh. Instagram and uh, oh. this thing, YouTube. Why is it banned? I don't know if this is like a sensitive... Some government, it was some government issue. So the government banned a lot of apps here. So that's why TikTok oh, wow. is not available in India. Oh, wow. Well, I guess TikTok was problematic. I know the United States also very briefly was, was, was banning it. And then it just very strangely now is just available everywhere in the US. I, I don't know what happened. I think somebody found a way to make money probably. That's the way America works. <laughs> uh, if a big entity finds a way to make money off of something, it's it's going to be legal. Okay, but you do Instagram Reels, which you know the joke, right? The joke is um, Instagram Reels are TikToks, but two weeks delayed, something like this. <laughs> like all the TikTok trends get to Instagram Reels like two weeks later. And the same would be with YouTube then. It reaches two weeks later after that on YouTube as well. <laughs> yes, there's a pipeline, like best uh, Instagram Reel compilations. But you do you do Reels and you, you do like short-based content also on YouTube. So that's a totally different method of content delivery also, right? Um, yeah. How is that? Because I see some of your things have like 5 million views, man. It's, it's insane. It's really good for channel discovery, right? You're inspiring me. I think I'm going to start doing shorts on my main channel. Yeah, I, I see your, I mean, your clips channel is quite good. You, I think you post around two, three daily over there. That's, that's how, that's what your strategy is from what I see. Yeah. Like if it's, yeah. if it's under one minute, you make it vertical and you post it as a short Otherwise, you keep it as a normal video, which is yes. which is quite a good strategy. I think, like even YouTube earlier suggested that you make a separate channel for clips. But in my case, I just felt that I was not putting that much regular uh, long form content, so I just felt that in between I can have my shorts and reels uh, to perform. So yeah, it's been a good experience. I mean, initially I just felt a little off because it somehow sometimes hampers your channel development overall. But yeah, in the long run, you can just try it out and you know give out. Uh, in, it's, it's still something that I'm figuring out because, I mean, as you know, uh, I'm more of an educational channel. I try to provide some kind of an entertainment also, but uh, in one minute, it's very difficult, you know, that informational, educational content, how do you provide package everything? And then you provide a trap, then people will comment and say that, oh, you, this didn't work. You didn't show this line. You didn't show that line. So, so those kinds of comments keep coming. But in general, I think in one minute, I try to I try to keep the audiences engaged and give them something new in terms of discovering, in terms of maybe some gameplay, some interesting, entertaining gameplay, or uh, or some some valuable kind of tricks, traps, or something like that. Because it's very difficult to teach something in one minute. It's it's very difficult to teach them a new opening or something. It's yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so, very stressful. Sometimes even in a in a video that I used to make like fifteen minutes of theory and then a training game or two to make it like a thirty minute video. And sometimes the you post the video and you go, oh my God, I completely forgot something. Okay. And that is scary because someone in the chat, you already know, is going to go, oh, there's a way to refute all of this, you idiot. And then um, <laughs> you're worried about losing your credibility. No, I can't imagine doing it in one minute. Um, how do you generally do that? Do you, do you add a sentence like, this is not the only thing you need to study, this is just an intro or... Do you just sort of leave it to the audience? Because the more the, the, the more comments debating, the better also. I generally, you know, before starting off, I just give them a background that, okay, if I'm showing you, say, the England gambit, or if I'm showing you the Budapest gambit, there are refutations. Nowadays, what I do is I, towards the end, I also show them the refutation. That say, if white plays this way or black plays this way, then you are still like, okay, or 
white is still in a better position so i kind of try to give that refutation line as well mostly mm -hmm. because what i observed when i started off generally what used to happen was that people used to come in that oh this does not work my opponent does not did not play this my opponent is a noob so i used to tell them okay if it's a noob then you should beat him like just playing normally why should you try any trap or something but uh, but that's how the comments come in so i realized that okay i just try to in terms of the comments and the feedback that i get i just try to see what's the problem because generally the comments might be rude but i just try to understand what the problem is like okay they are they are concerned about this line okay so let's try to put that in maybe cover it in another video or some kind of a reel or short that comes further if i missed it out but uh, generally nowadays what i do is if i'm showing come some kind of an analysis say an opening or something i try to give it from both perspectives like white and black so that everyone is everyone is not happy but still from my side i know that i have tried to give everything that i could obviously there could be different things that everyone could play but that's how i try to keep it that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think i noticed sometimes in the videos do you do you say something like when you start the intro you'll say like watch till the end cuz i'm going to give you the refutation you know like uh yeah. and that yeah that's it's like all part of a the content strategy do you know what your viewer retention percentages like on average how much people watch it again average? depends on the length of the video like Let's if it's a longer eight ten minutes because i think your longest yeah. videos are around then right they're not like 15 12 yeah. like 10 12 15, max i've gone up to i think 15 16 i've gone up to uh -huh. but yeah, around 10 minutes i generally like to keep it's around i think 60 70 percent okay in the long run like if you look at around 100k 200k views maybe around that 60 60s percentage yeah i'm gonna try to find I'm gonna. I think yours to... would be quite longer. I think. My well, my minutes will be longer, but my percentage is lower because the videos are longer, yeah, right? Videos so, are longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The watch time is. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, my second largest country in terms of viewership any given month is India. It's uh, it's U.S., it's... India, U.K. India and U.K. battle a lot, and then Germany and Canada sort of like try to battle for third place. Um, and, uh, what, what about you? Do you have, is it like a strong, uh, it's, it's mostly dominated by us and India. That's how it wow. is for most of, most of the time. Most and, of chance, uh, yeah. and I think India nowadays, I think you will see it increasing even further because the number of grandmasters we are getting now. And I see a lot of interest in chess lately. Like, you know, a few days back I went out mm -hmm. and one person just came up to me, Hey, I've seen your channel. You make chess content, right? I said, yes. Hey, I also follow Levy and uh, Antonio from Agadmeter. So I said, so you have a fan following here as well. I mean, you should, I don't know whether you've been to India. You should come to India sometime soon because I'm sure you would be flocked by everyone. <laughs> you will not be allowed to go out anywhere because uh, in India, I think you, Agadmeter, you're quite popular. Obviously, Sagar and Samay are always there. But like if I look at the, like the foreign, uh, foreign uh, channels, I think you guys are quite popular over here. So you should definitely I, plan, a, plan a trip to India soon. I, I definitely will. Well, my wife and I, we want to we wanna start traveling. It's been basically two and a half years now of just working every day, Monday through Sunday. So kind of in total contrast. Like I said, I feel like our channels are just basically completely different in, in, in every way, shape or form, which is why I'm, I was kind of so excited for this conversation. I, I'm not sure people realize this kind of stuff, but like I think and work on chess content every day. So Monday through Sunday, and I feel guilty if I don't make a video. Like, 
couple of days ago, I didn't make a video because I was just tired and I was waiting for the United States Chess Championship to finish. It finished around 8 p.m. I was already, uh, or 20, 20 o'clock, uh, if, if anybody's on 24-hour time. And I was laying downstairs, my wife was there, I was on the computer, and I'm just like, I don't want to go upstairs. I'm so tired, you know, to will yourself to have the energetic recap. And I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to skip it today. And that was very unique because, as you said, I think in 2021, I might, in 365 days, I think I made something like 600 videos. So I was averaging two videos a day for more than half the year, I think morning evening and i at like 11 o'clock at night i would record the video for the next morning so yeah i probably wouldn't have gotten a million subscribers in a year if i hadn't gone on that grind but i just i even to this day i am completely addicted like i have a sticky notes on my computer i've talked about this on various episodes with people who have asked so for the viewer if it's like repetitive i'm sorry but you know just to tell you specifically uh, I have just probably 30 video ideas. I already have like thumbnails for all of them. And uh, the chess world gets in my way. Chess drama, you know, uh, over the board games, you know, Hikaru Magnus playing in Title Tuesday. They just get in my way. So I, I put those first. And then I think of, um, but yeah, man, it's um, like, uh, how is your creative process coming up with, uh, with, with ideas, right? So like, let's say um, you, you make a video. Okay, it's... Now you take your break and say, okay, I want to make another video. Do you have a deadline? Do you have an idea first? Do you have a thumbnail first? What is that process like for you? So I generally look for an idea first. Uh, see, what happens with me is that sometimes I'm in the mood that, okay, I want to make an opening kind of a video. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm in the mood of, you know, going after some old game or something, some Mikhail Tal game or some crazy game. Sometimes I'm in the mood of maybe making some kind of a tactics related video or something like that. So generally uh, at that point of time, what I feel is something that I'm quite motivated about making. So that's, that's the idea I go after. And then generally I do my research, uh, see what's out there already online so that I'm, so that I'm, I know who I'm not competing with, but in a way, like I know what content content is already there and what new I can provide from my end, because like you mentioned that, uh, it's good to have that inspiration, but again, you have to bring in your unique things, your unique element to it so that people have learned something new and people get something out of it. So uh, so generally I come up with the idea, then I do, uh, do some research online in terms of videos, then some Google searches. If I have some books as well that I go through, if I can, if I can find something that can be incorporated in a video and, um, and yeah, in general, doing all the research, seeing some PGNs and all doing some analysis. I look over the databases and all if I can, uh, if I find some relevant material in terms of games and something that I can use. And yeah, once I have all the, like, it's like a cooking process, you know, I have all the ingredients ready. Now you have to kind of get it all through and make it into a complete video. So kind of the topic, the title is already decided. Um, my titles are a little different from yours. Like my titles are more keyword oriented. Your titles are more surprise oriented and yeah. that kind of a thing which, and I think everything works like for you, that works for me, that works. So, uh, so title, I have kind of an idea and thumbnail. I generally do it towards the, like once the video and all is ready, then I think about the thumbnail, how I, how I need to prepare it and, uh, yeah, I edit it off thumbnail and then, then I post it on YouTube. Do you That's write, do you write scripts? Like just, uh, I keep the main pointers in mind, like the main, main points that these are the points I need to hit in the video. 
So not necessarily a full script, but I need the main main points that okay, so that I don't miss out on anything. So uh, because I can generally wander along here and there, so I I need to be to the point. So that's why I keep a main kind of theme of the video with the main main points, and that's how I go about it. How do you do it? How you also you also to follow the same procedure, or you have something different? Yeah, yeah. I um well, I come up with a. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know where these ideas come from. I basically just, they come out of uh, thin air. So basically I'm sitting here and I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, uh, I remember there was this chess robot story, right? The robot that broke the kid's finger. I'm like, hmm, okay, what can I do with that? I don't have the game for it. Uh, what, what else can I do? And I thought, okay, let's, let's do something with that robot the similar robot arm playing and there's like video footage on YouTube of it playing some strong Russian grandmasters like Grishuk. And it's okay. Now, how can we make a funny thumbnail and a good title, which will be in the, in the sidebar, similar to how overstimulation is ruining your life or something like that. I'm like thinking, hmm, okay. So I'm trying to come up with everything all together. So usually first I make the thumbnail actually, um, because my, my thumbnail guy, uh, shout out to, Jojo or Emil, he's um, he's like very gifted in Photoshop, and it's it's tough because I can do your style, like big board text, like very clear to the point. Even people will click because of the thumbnail; they won't even read the title because the thumbnail already gives them enough information. Like win in six moves, what? <laughs> right? And then they click. They don't need to read any of the other stuff. Um, I do, you know, I I've done a few of those with like arrows pointing and, 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 and so on. But like, for example, this, this thumbnail with the chess robot is going to be a big robot just grabbing me, basically. And now we just have to think, is that enough? Or should we add some chess pieces or something? Uh, and we'll see, you know, we'll see how the video does. I did something similar with the Alexei Shirov story. Like, there's a lot of very interesting stories in chess. The story of, like, Alexei Shirov, how he qualified to play the World Championship, but he didn't actually get to play it, and he basically lost a million dollars. And I did so much research for this video. I read all sorts of articles. I watched a fully Russian interview of uh, Vladimir Kramnik, who played Shirov in that candidate's match, and I, like, made a great thumbnail, and I was thinking, man, like, what do I name this video? You know, one million dollar chess scam. It didn't do so great. Like, it did fine for my numbers, but then it sort of faded. And then I'm impatient, so I changed the title. And then I changed the title again. I've probably changed that video title like four fucking times. I mean, it's... And I'm just so mad because it's such a good video and it's such a good story. But sometimes it's just nothing you can do. Uh, but in, in, in comparison, like my video, Kasparov versus the world, I think that was probably one of the best videos I ever recorded. And it did really well. I don't know, you know, I, why, why did it do so well and the other one didn't? I, sometimes, sometimes you're just at the mercy of the, of the YouTube algorithm, but that's generally how it goes. I, I have a concept for a video and I, and I start to do the research and um, I, sometimes I sit on a thumbnail for six months. Like I have a video, how chess evolved every hundred years basically. And I'm sort of hoping that video does super well and it's a thumbnail is like Kasparov, uh, Morphe and Magnus. Mm. I've probably had this thumbnail since 2021. <laughs> like it's probably been more than a year, and that video will require a lot of research to show different games and chess styles. Uh, some videos take like four hours to make, and some take five. You know, just five minutes of research, just recap and boom and done. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, we are we are very, very different. I have 800 more videos than you have. But then I look at a channel like Hikaru's, which is just like a pipeline of content. You know, anything he does on stream immediately goes up on YouTube. He has 2,000 videos. In fact, today, he's going to post his 2,000th video. He has 1999. Um, Chessbase India, like 10,000 videos. <laughs> Seven, 8,000. Everyone, I mean, the chess content is out there. There's a lot of content. Even if you look at Agadmeter, he's got... More yeah. than I think three thousand videos. Everyone yeah. is just posting content, yep. so it's it's really great. And um, so you don't edit your videos, right? Like you don't. It's just a one shot take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Re recaps. I I don't I don't edit. Uh, sometimes guess the elo or some. You know, um... And this is the problem. You know, sometimes I think, okay, this was a great game. I should make a review of this. Mm -hmm. But then I see you have already up on your channel. Then Agadmeter has already got it on his channel, so now there's no sense left. <laughs> Everyone has covered everything, so now, uh, I mean, what new can, at times you also feel that there's nothing new that I can add over here. So there's no point making a video just for the sake of making it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, all I was going to say is the amount of times I have thought to make a video on a game and I look it up and Agadmeter already has one. <laughs> um, now, that doesn't stop me, but... I now have to think of how to do it better and I have to like look at his video and see, you know, maybe critical moments that he didn't talk about or things that he described. And okay, it helps that he was around before I was. So a lot of the videos that he made might've been in 2017. Quality is not great. Like for the time it was fine, but compared to what you could do now, you know, his, his, his camera's not the same. His uh, title was not as good as it was. So the video and the game itself did not do as well as it possibly could have, but at the same time, he has videos that have 5 million views. I mean, there's just no point competing with such a video. Uh, and, you know, um, but I get criticized for my, my stuff a lot too. Like, I look over critical variations, and there's plenty of people who do recaps that go much deeper and there's an audience that looks for that and but see that's again it's more saturation that's more saturation i think you have nailed the spot of like 20 to 30 minute videos i think you are now kind of the like the go-to chess channel i think for 20 like even i watch a lot of chess content because obviously there are some things that are happening and you watch uh, content regularly so I think you cover it in enough detail, giving that entertainment value along with it. Like if someone wants chess entertainment plus education, I think you are like the go-to channel as of now. Like this is, you get it everything almost up right at the moment. You don't have to wait much longer. Obviously there would be some difference. It could be a little bit of difference between you and Agadmeter, but I think mostly the game is over. You guys have it up on your channel straight away. So I think, you can analyze it anytime. I think, you know who you have to blame for my rise? to number mm -hmm. one, you have to blame fans of Agad Mathur. <laughs> because when I, he's a great, he's a great guy. Uh, I, I don't know if you would say the same, but I, you know, I got a lot, a lot of respect for, for everything he's done uh, as I do for you as well. And when I started and I didn't know what I was doing, right? I didn't have any authority. So I didn't like right now, I'm in a little bit of a different position, right? I have the comfort of knowing I have a good connection to the audience. And if I put something out, they're going to be happy. And I'm guaranteed a minimum viewer base. Now it's about sort of getting things out into the algorithm, into the greater chess audience, as I'm sure you know as well. But when I first started, I had no clue what the hell I was doing. So I would make videos like recapping just a random game, you know, or a random opening. And I would get so much hate. And I would get people who were cheering for me because they also watched me on Twitch. So when you're very small, like you don't live stream, right? 
uh, it's a totally different ball game when you're live streaming and they see you on YouTube. It's kind of like, oh, it's like when you see your school teacher outside of class, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, you're a real person. Like you're on, uh, you know, you're in the grocery store. It's sort of like that. They see your Twitch. So they also want to support you when you're small on YouTube. And it, that, that's a lot of fun. But I also got all sorts of comments like, bro, you, you're going to be nothing. Stop copying people. This and that. And I went, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Challenge accepted. Uh, and, uh, and I just started kind of using what I, the information that I had of teaching young students from my days in, in New York city to how to get into the mind of a beginner, what will a beginner want and how I can sort of capitalize on that and, and make the content geared for that. And it helped a lot when the queen's gambit was coming out, the trailer for the queen's gambit would play. And then on the sidebar, there would be a video that said how to play the Queen's Gambit. It was my video that I just made randomly. It was one of my earliest videos. It wasn't perfect, but people go, oh, I could play the opening. That's the, all right, I'm going to go here. And I saw a spike and I was like, okay, now I know what to do. I have to sort of continue the grind. And that's why I did two videos a day because I didn't know an opportunity like this would ever exist again. So um, that's sort of where, where it was. And listen... I know you say you take breaks, you have a life outside of, of, of chess, but um, it also is, you know, you commit seven days a week to it, you commit six, seven hours a day to it, uh, in every one of those days, you're gonna see, you know, you're gonna see the results too, but obviously it's just a different way of going about it. I, one thing I'm very curious about, I'm the biggest chess channel, okay, you could say in the world, but specifically in the US, you're the biggest chess channel in India. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, are you widely accepted, respected? Do you get contacted for different media things in chess? Like I, any chess scandal I'm in, I've got people in the inbox. Hey, can you talk to us about this? Can you like, are you, do you have a similar situation or what is your, what's kind of your role? Cause you're not even fully involved, right? Like you said, you sometimes take breaks. So I'm yeah. curious what your role is in, in all of that. So generally like events and all, I don't attend that, that much. And plus even like I generally stay away from the controversy. Like even if you see my videos, uh, there was this thing on trending, like this cheating scandal going on, but I just prefer not to make videos on that because I mean, again, it's a personal thing. Generally, I just uh, focus on the normal educational content, but uh, I mean, I'm not that active as such, like in terms of uh, the events and all, I'm not that, that active. Not even in a, like, you're just also not even fully interested in it is what you're saying. I am interested in it, okay. but it's just that, I mean, depends on the opportunities. Uh, as long as they come, uh, I'm okay with that. That's not a problem. But uh, as of now, I'm not that active also. And I don't think I'm getting the right kind of opportunities maybe to get involved. So, so that's about it. But have you been contacted for corporate stuff, like speaking and those sorts of events or talking at sort of conferences or anything like that? Or is, is it more like Chess Base India is sort of the, the contact point uh, with Sagar and... I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm curious. I think mostly because like they are more of a news covering kind of a channel. Mm -hmm. That's how their style is. So I think they would be obviously having more kind of uh, contacts and those kinds of uh, deals in terms of uh, covering events. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not covering those kinds of things because I understand that I'm not that kind of a channel. It's a completely different kettle of fish. So that, that's what I think. And uh, in terms of speaking opportunities, yeah, I get, I get opportunities like, like I think recently I spoke at a college fest 
then uh, like audiences, if I feel the opportunity is such where I can influence people in terms of chess, that's where I generally uh, look out for. Uh, but generally, I, I just see that uh, in terms of the exposure and all what I'm getting, what I can provide, then only I go for it. Do you think, like, for example, when I, when I think of my success in the past, I would say two years, I don't, I, I don't know if I would be able to replicate this outside of this interest of chess. Like, I don't know if my abilities would extend to building a brand on something completely different. If I got completely obsessed with the process of buying a house, remodeling it, selling it, renting it, you know, this is just kind of all different types of industries that people are interested in. Like we talked about motivational speaking, whatever. I don't know if I would be able to replicate it. I would hope that I would, but I'm not sure. So do you, do you think that your strength is condensing chess information in a packageable way? Or do you think you know how to build a brand and do you know how to build a channel? Or is it both? Like which, what percentage do you think it is? Uh, I think it is both uh, because it's, it's a skill set. It's a coming together of all everything. Then only you can have that kind of a, like an exposure. You need to know how to build a channel. And at the same time, like you mentioned that, you know, you should also be knowing like condensing information in a small packaged way. It again depends on what you're good at. Like say, for example, that might not be your strength. You might, you might focus on more longer length videos. So again, I think that is something that needs to be modified according to your strengths. But yeah, building a channel overall, building a, that would be more of it. I would say 60, 70% of it is about building a channel, building a brand. And then the rest 30, 40% is depending on your strengths, depending on what the audiences want, what the viewers want. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, what do you say? It's a mixture of a lot of things. That's what I think. But ultimately, I think if, if you know how to build a brand, build a channel, um, if you have that kind of following, you can develop something, even something else, uh, even if it's not chess. I think that that is also possible. How many people do you have on your team? Editors, designers, or is it mostly you? Mostly, mostly me. My family members help me a little, but oh. mostly it is mostly it is me only uh, in oh. terms of. It's amazing. That's actually super, super impressive. I'm not a very good editor. I can do very basic editing, but in terms of effects, in terms of transitions, I just sort of... But having said that, my network is very small. I mean, the chess... People would be shocked at how many chess channels are sort of edited and assisted by just a handful of the same people. Mm -hmm. And those people, I almost feel like, are the real heroes. <laughs> if an editor left or a thumbnail designer left, man, we would be screwed. I mean, maybe I would be able to replace somebody, but uh, it would not be easy. Um, but apart from the thumbnails and all, I think you would be doing most of it yourself only, I believe. Like, yeah, uh, but the thumbnails are a big role on my channel. Thumbnails are important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important. But it's not, like, it does not take that much of your time. Like, if you're saying 100 hours, it would maybe take five hours, a thumbnail design. Like 100% yeah. and 5%. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. But um, I mean, still, good good thumbnail goes a long way. There's a lot of different, uh, yeah, there, 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 of course, are a lot of different strategies. I feel like if you have kind of like the thumbnails uh, that that you have, yeah, it's just a totally, it's a totally unique thing. You sort of, your channel, your brand is not your face. You don't have to be on every single thumbnail. Also, you don't have to have Magnus on. <laughs> if Magnus is playing in a tournament, like I say this to my audience all the time, I'm going to put Magnus because if I don't, that video will have 30% less views. Why would I want that? 
That doesn't make any sense for me. This is the only quantifiable number, I mean, metric I have for success. You know what I mean? So um, sometimes... Yeah, I, as long I, as if it's working for you and it does not, like you're not... Clickbait is okay. I think it is fine. It's just that if you have that kind of information to back it up in the video, then it's fine. I think you started yeah. off generally with your story and then you you kind of relate to the thumbnail and then you move on with your video. So that is fine. As long as the yeah. viewers are happy that there is some element of it, I think I think that's absolutely fine. It's just like a trailer of a movie. If the trailer is not good, no one will go to, go to watch the movie. Yeah. The yes. Very, thumbnail. very good point. Um, I remember reading things about trailers that there, there are some movies that put way too much in trailers and now you basically realize the whole story of the movie. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember there was also this kind of concept like, oh, they showed every important moment and then they showed like uh, the heartbreak, they showed the success again. Like, did they just spoil the entire movie in the thumbnail? Uh, I mean, in the, in the trailer. I don't know how big the movie industry is in India, but I feel like here I have not gone to the movie theater in so long. Is it the same over there? In the pandemic, I think people were like, I also didn't go out in the pandemic much, but uh, now I think people have started again, going out, moving out, traveling a little. But so specifically seeing movies in theaters, that kind of a thing, because I feel like that used to be huge here. You go get your snacks, you go get your movie. Now everything's on Netflix. Correct. It has come down drastically, like pre-pandemic numbers and post-pandemic numbers, it would be still a very big difference. Mm -hmm. But slowly, I think it has gradually started picking up. It will take some time to get back to where it was before the pandemic. But let's see how it goes. Yeah, let, let, let's see how it goes indeed. I mean, with a show like Queen's Gambit coming out, yeah, it's that, was one of the, yeah, that was one of the reasons I said, you know, 2021 is going to be a, it's going to be tough to ever replicate that. Hundreds of millions of people saw chess in some way and mm -hmm. got involved. It was... I think they have a sequel coming up, right? No, I don't think Not so. Not sure when. Not sure when, but... Uh... What? Really? I thought, I mean, I had read somewhere, but I'm not sure when they're not given any timeline as such. Might be a rumor as well. I'm not sure. <clears throat> that would be crazy. I almost feel like no, there's no way season two could be as epic as season one. But if there was, oh, that would be, I mean, that would just be incredible. They, they, I, really, I really hope they do. <laughs> I'm biased, but I, I, ho I hope they can come You already have a lot of content on Queen's Gambit. I, so I do, yes. My, my most viewed video is like uh, playing the Beth Harmon bot right. or whatever. Uh, and sometimes I look back at some of these videos. See, you don't have this problem because your videos are not one hour long. But back in the day, I would just... I would just literally, you know, boot up, uh, I would make a YouTube video, which was just a copy paste of my Twitch stream, just one hour, you know, of me playing. And I would record an intro and an outro, and that's it. And I don't know, how the hell did those videos do so well? Like, I would never click on a 50 minute video. But I don't understand the typical YouTube viewer, I guess, in, in some ways. I do from what to present in the chess, but sometimes I look back, I'm like, what? That video got clicks? That's crazy, but... Was this before you had become like a big channel or was this like after yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it was before. I mean, I was growing uh, and a lot of my earlier videos just did just did very well and, and got recommended a lot. And people clicked and they, they enjoyed. So I obviously didn't have a fully accurate perception of myself because I would sometimes look at some of my old content and go, what is so interesting about this? But I guess I was sort of missing it. I guess the voice... Maybe the jokes, the explanation, something was still getting people hooked. 
and well, I like I suppose the the numbers speak for themselves. But I yeah, I, I look back like man, I I could have done better, but I had thirty thousand subscribers, so you know what I mean. Um, that will always be the case. Like even if I look at my old videos, I just feel that I could have done way better. But that happens with time. Like you'll see the progression. If I look, compare my first video to my last video, it's a totally uh, yeah, yeah. different thing. So. I think it's a journey like for even any any content creator out there they will just you need to keep making take the first step however you make it and then slowly get better at it and you won't even realize by the time you are on your 100th video that you've come a long way like from where you were and now where you are oh yeah it's that whole process is it can be a little bit painful to look back but you know what people still appreciate it and and people still uh people still enjoyed it and um they still learned. That's the most important thing. It's and it's like, nostalgic also, like to look at your old videos, how you used to shoot, what was the setup like, how yes. you used to do your things. It's it's a it's a totally different thing. I'm in the. I, I wanted to pull up your your page on Instagram because I was going to ask a question, but. I I swear on one of the pages, maybe maybe it was on Twitter. Hold on, maybe it was, maybe it was on Twitter. Uh, you described a, f a few other things that you were you were interested in. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you describe you have like oh man, you already have chartered accountant on here. Uh, tech savvy. You joined Twitter in two thousand nine. Yeah, quite oh early. God. Oh my goodness. I don't I didn't tweet that much, but yeah, I joined quite early. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You don't tweet that much. So I guess Twitter, Twitter is not the platform of choice. It's. Uh, uh, I I enjoy reading Twitter. Like I enjoy going on the platform, but I I'm not that active as such in terms of tweeting. Like I I enjoy the like your tweets and other all the chess <laughs> drama that's happening around uh, the tweets around that. Uh, but I'm not that active in terms of tweeting myself. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember watching Cob. It was either three or four. And uh, in the outro interview, this like super famous, I guess, movie star, yeah, said that he so, watches. Said that he watches your videos. How did that make you feel? What was that? Or do, did you already was, know? Or did you not no, know? No, I, I didn't know. I mean, it was it was Amir Khan. So I got to meet him also later after that episode. I didn't know that he was. So he's one of the biggest Bollywood superstars in India, and uh, a very a very great person. So. He just mentioned in one of the streams that I I wanted to you know learn from him and I, I I watch his videos constantly, so it was really great. I mean I just it was goosebumps literally. I I couldn't imagine that because like from a creator's perspective it's a very dark world. You don't know who's watching your content. Yeah. But when you get to know that and you get that positive feedback that okay it's reaching out to millions of people who are who who we don't know who are watching us. So it was it was really great. I mean I just enjoyed that and I was very happy, very very happy. You say you're uh, you're big into cricket. Do you know if any cricketers watch you? Not sure, but I follow a lot of cricketers. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, there are a few cricketers who are into chess, but I'm not sure whether they follow like chess content that much. But there are a few creator uh, cricketers who who like to watch chess content. <clears throat> do you know? Um, do you know my NBA story, the basketball player story? No. No. So this was 2020. So this was, I was selling my courses, not on, I've had three different versions of selling my courses. The most recent one is Chessly, like the much more improved platform. Um, the second one was just like, you know, website of gothamchess.com. 
my first version was uh it was like impossible to even there was no website so my chess.com profile and my twitch profiles had a link to a to like a google form and you basically filled out your information and put what you wanted and then you paypal'd me like all manually all oh. manually so super broken process but you got sales uh, after that? I, that got, I got I got sales. I got much better sales when I put a website. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wasn't even me. A friend of mine basically came along and was like, what are you doing? Put up. And the same friend of mine has helped me build, uh, you know, Chesley. He's sort of been the uh, the engineering manager behind it. But yeah, he was the, kind of the first guy that went, dude, your system is stupid. Make a better website. Um, but one day I'm just walking. I remember this day very clearly. I remember where I was. And I got an email that somebody PayPal'd me. I was like, oh, I made some money. Cool. And I looked at the name, and the name is Gordon Hayward, who plays basketball in the NBA. And I was kind of like, oh, that's funny. Like, that's, it's just funny that it's the same name. It's funny that a guy has the same name as this basketball player. And I just went about my life. And then a few weeks later, I went, what if that's actually him? Mm-hmm. And it's really not okay to, like, see the email addresses that people send you and then try to send them emails. But he had bought a course, so his email was there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to write him an email. And let me see if I have the email. Um, maybe I have it somewhere here. Uh, yeah, I wrote, like, hi, Gordon. I hope I'm not being absolutely fooled here, but I was kind of in shock seeing you purchase one of my courses a while ago. I'm a huge NBA fan and have been following your career, blah, 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 blah. And I, um, yeah, he responded and was like, yeah, you're not being fooled. It's me. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we did a collab. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't bother the guy, but I'm sure you know that feeling of like this like actual A-list celebrity like watches my videos and watches my content. And it's a crazy feeling. Um, and that's what we create content for. I mean, you get you get that satisfaction that okay, everyone is watching you, and you get you get that. That's what I think motivates people like us as content creators that there are people who are learning from you. That's the ultimate pleasure of content creation. I mean, obviously there is money and all that is there, but the main satisfaction that you get that's what gives you that spark of going around and you know making that content, slogging it out. Are you saying we only make content for celebrities? not only celebrities but uh, I mean everyone but you get to know that hits you hard right you will get that you get that boost in energy that yes it's reaching out to everyone yeah because we are not sure what's happening behind the algorithm I think I I don't know I don't know how you are as just like a like a person outside (laughs) of chess content creation but uh, I even as an international master right and and I don't know maybe if I was 2000 I would also feel a, like just a little bit insecure in my position and making like some certain types of content or having people argue with me like, oh, I'm higher rated than you anyway. You know, uh, I should start a YouTube channel or, or something along those lines. I get enough of that too. And especially because I documented my journey to GM and it went very poorly and that sucks. You know, having failures like that, it, it, it really, really sucks. But um, I mean, the, the, the whole uh, kind of content journey when you are, uh, when you are, uh, maybe not at like the the ultra highest level, but you're you're trying to, uh, 
you're trying to make content in a way that that's still going to have people watching. Uh, it's it it's tough because you can be a little bit insecure of what your colleagues think sometimes. You're, you know, the, the grandmasters that you want to bring on or the grandmasters that you want to speak to in some way or try to make some content with. And I, ha I have a little bit of that. Like I have for sure a little bit of that. Like, did I ever, I've made 900 videos, you know? What if like three months ago I made some joke about some guy's game or move and now he, you know, he doesn't like me or I presented him in a bad way, you know, or whatever. I, I just don't know. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what people see or remember. So I have this kind of ingrained like, mm, I hope I said everything correctly. I hope I didn't piss anybody off. Um, and that, that makes it makes it a little bit tough sometimes. And it's really nice to kind of get that validation. And the most recent example I have of this is there's a Russian chess channel called uh, Levitov Chess. I don't know if you've ever seen any of their uh, work, but like the guy has interviewed every legend modern past it's like wow this is like a super like highly like respected channel like very high class channel and then there was like a two minute clip where they're like oh levy mentioned you in a video and the guy who runs the channel was like oh this guy for me is like number one like for chess number one for chess content supernatural talent like i've watched him like all the i'm like that like blew me away i was like what this guy who sits face to face with karpov Kramnik, Kasparov, like this guy. And he's like, yeah, I really like him for content. Like that to me was amazing. You know, I don't, I think even though we have big YouTube channels, we're not, not super like arrogant or full of ourselves. And uh, it's really nice to kind of hear stuff like that. It, it definitely makes our work worth it. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, the fellow content creators, you get that appreciation. You know that you're doing something right, at least that people are enjoying your content. By the way, I also wanted to ask you, like now you have three channels, I think now. You just moved from two to three. You had two, then you split up one and you got three now. Yeah. How do you manage all of this? Then you're doing live streaming also on Twitch. How do you, how do you keep up with everything? So you're posting clips, you're posting, you're doing it, everything, right? You're only posting, uploading everything. Uh, no, no, no. My editor. So I, I mean, my editor does the clips, but I okay. have to stream. So I send him the streams and, um, Probably we got to a pretty good understanding of what clips I'm okay with, what clips I'm not okay with from Twitch. Because remember, Twitch and YouTube, you need to... It's like a water filter, okay? There's a lot of shit that cannot go through the net, you know? On Twitch, you can make jokes. It's different than on YouTube. So he manages a lot of that. But sometimes I open it up and I go, dude, that was not a good clip. Like, come on. And uh, the comments are you know, uh, not nice or making, I'm like, let's delete it. Let's delete that clip because it's like, also I, I'm worried that maybe something's going to get taken out of context. So I work on that as much as I can. Sometimes if a clip is doing poorly in the first two hours, I just open up my phone. I see a clip is doing poorly. I'll rename it like right there. I just rename the clip and we move on. Sometimes I delete the clip. I find something from, I did that recently. A clip was doing poorly. I deleted it. I went like eight months in the past. And I took an unlisted clip or a private clip and I made it public and it was like the best performing clip of the last 10. So I have a little bit of a talent for this at this point, but like I'm always keeping an eye on it. Uh, it wouldn't give me so much credit about the podcast channel. <laughs> it's just it's just podcasts. So this, you know, and it's tough, man. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like I, I have to DM you guys on Instagram if I have you, but a lot of people I don't have on Instagram. So I DM some GM and mm -hmm. I wait. Maybe they respond, maybe not. You know, I'm waiting on a few responses right now. Some people just are busy. Some people don't want to. But um, 
I'm, I was working on a chess book for a while, so the deadline for that was October 1st, so right now it's going to be editing and we had to do Chessly. Yeah, man, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Really and, a lot of you have um, Chessly, you have streaming, you have three channels to manage. So I mean, you saying you have a lot of free time during the day? Or <laughs> no, sure not that busy. much. Yeah, you keep busy too. Not that much. You, you have a lot of things going on, but... Uh, don't know. I mean, you don't realize, I think you just, you're through with the week, time flies, but then we have such discussion, then we realize, oh, we've got so much things, so many things done in, in the meanwhile. I mean, but do you ever feel guilty if you spend a day doing not much? I, I feel guilty, but then I'm able to overcome it also quite, quite soon because I just feel that ultimately you need that time to recover from like whatever you're doing so that you are again energized. I think it's different again for different people. Like you might feel it in a different way. You might think that you are in the rhythm. It could also be that you are in the rhythm so you can just pump in whatever energy you have. Sometimes it's better to just take a back seat and just see, three, see things how they are exactly. But uh, again, it depends person to person. So on your podcast channel, didn't you ever think that you should like merge it with your main channel since it's again, long form content? Well, the podcast channel is super new. This mm -hmm. is a super new concept. It used to be part of the Clips channel. Yeah. Um, no, I never, I never really thought. I thought it was going to oversaturate the, the videos, but who knows? Maybe it was a huge mistake. Because I, even frequently, I get like people in my comments of the Clips channel and also the podcast channel. Like, what? I didn't know you had a podcast. Mm. Which is so crazy to me because I feel like in a, almost every video, I shout it out or it's in... Um, it's in my description or something like that. But uh, yeah, I guess sometimes viewers just go to YouTube to watch 15 minutes of chess and they don't know everything about what's going on, you know? Um, but it's a tough job, I mean, to direct from one channel to another. Like if mm -hmm. I was you, then maybe I would have had one channel. You have a separate playlist for podcasts. I can understand, I mean, where you're coming from, you might think that it might kind of hamper the growth of your existing videos that you have. Maybe that's a, that's an issue, but yeah, it's again, depends perspective, but it's, it's hey, a good thought. Maybe it, 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 it makes sense. But at this point, <laughs> I already just made the last one. Uh, and let me tell you, it <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> the revamp. Yeah. 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 Okay. Guys, actually, we're going to bring the new channel back into the main channel. I mean, listen, I'm already thinking to make a fourth YouTube channel and a fifth. Oh, great. So what's what's that going to be about? Is it chess related or something different? Yeah, so I'll spoil the idea. Uh, just please don't steal it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be... Here's an announcement coming uh, up. No, 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 no. It, it, it's so the... I mean, I, I, I really like mixed martial arts and I, I really like this one journalist, Ariel Hilwani, and he basically does this show. He's done it for years where on Monday and on, now on Wednesday, but it used to just be once a week, he just does like a three-hour show every, every week and he talks about the current status of mixed martial arts. But that's like a billion-dollar industry and also it's fighting, so it's different. You know, you get interviews every week, someone trash talks, it's a good clip. Chess players aren't like that, you know. Um, but I wanted to do a similar weekly show with a co-host because otherwise I would be really tired, where we just bring in maybe a get, like two, three guests every week, and the rest of the time we talk about current events in chess, or we talk about audience questions, or something. You know, something like this. I don't know what I would call it, because chess talk is already taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm struggling with the name, but that, that's one uh, idea. And the other idea I had 
was like just a channel where it's short content, four or five, six minute videos, and I'm just talking about chess. Just six minute clip, why you should not play the London system, or why you should play the London system, or how you should study your openings. Like, no chess, you can just play it on in the background at any time, and it will be a few videos uploaded every single day just on chess thoughts. Just okay. sharing my thoughts with... You mean um, theory, basically no over the board kind of action. Like you're not showing anything on the board. It's just your yeah. viewpoint, basically. Yeah, you know, like uh, what makes Magnus so dominant or whatever. What, what, how Gary Kasparov was like the best in the world. Something like that. Um, just so people, something people can put on. Like, you know, you go to the shower 15 minutes. You just want noise. I do this. I don't know about you. Like, do you watch a lot of YouTube? I watch a lot of just specific. I watch a lot of, yeah. a lot of YouTube. What do you watch? Like, what do you what do you generally watch? I'm I'm interested into like investing, finance. Uh, I'm also around like video making and like in in general like content creation. Like, I love to browse through these mics, these webcams, cameras, those kinds of stuff. How to in general, you know, uh, how to grow your channel, how to do things, how to make content. So that kind of stuff also. Cricket, I'm into. So I watch a lot of cricket commentary as well. So sometimes motivation when you're feeling low or something comes about, which, which I feel is great. So that also, but yeah, more or less. So there are like four or five varied interests that I, that I look into and again, depends on the mood also. Like if I'm struggling with something like recently, I was trying to figure out a new webcam setup, like I was struggling with now. So I was looking at different options, like how I can improve my workflow basically. So those kinds of things. OBS, obviously, you're always learning on OBS. There are different things coming up. The 28 version is also out. So there's, again, that thing that you can learn out. So yeah, 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 for sure. YouTube uh, is a massive yeah. like, hub of information. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I primarily stick to, like, just various sports talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm sure you can learn so much stuff on there. I don't have... I probably don't have anywhere near as much. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but I, I, I don't do as much of deep diving on various things I can learn on YouTube as I could. I really, a lot of it is more for research and seeing what, what works, what titles work and what doesn't. And then in terms of actually consuming the content, I'm just so tired by the end of the day. I just, uh, if, if somebody wants to talk about basketball for 10 minutes, I'm more than willing to listen. And there's some people, you know, you always want to listen to on podcasts, like, you want to hear them speaking in interviews. And I think you were on a recent podcast with Lex Fridman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went on that. Yeah, um, I don't know if I don't know if you're you're into Lex. I've I've known him for years, and um, I I don't watch as much of him as as I could because he interviews a lot of people that are just way smarter than me, <laughs> and they're interested in like cybersecurity, artificial intelligence biology and i just i can't like i i to me it's just all it's like completely different language so if i'm running or i'm exercising or whatever and i'm listening to a podcast i kind of want to listen and understand and i don't with a lot of those like i'm just too stupid <laughs> like i just don't um, but i saw a few minutes of it it was good good i mean a completely different setup like a real podcast you have yeah, face to face yeah, and that kind of a setup yeah. I, I saw you in a more serious kind of a, a little more serious kind of a yeah. setup. <laughs> I mean, I talked about like depression, right? I mean, I talked about um, that. Those things are tough because I, I showed up and I knew it was going to be like three hours and I, I wanted to have a lot of different conversations and 
serious joking about a lot of things. And those things are tough because sometimes you go 30 minutes deep into something and you're like, man, that was a long, like I didn't want to, I kind of wanted to maybe get a little more things across. And I, it's tough because you have one chance to say something and that's going to be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. Correct. And if you do something wrong, like describe leeches slightly incorrectly, you know, <laughs> which I, which people were accusing me of like actually doing, mm -hmm. I was like, man, you know, I, the ramifications of that kind of stuff can be crazy. And if you're talking about actually something important, that's not chess, maybe like war or something. Oh my, I can't even imagine. I can't <laughs> even imagine the amount of blowback. And so, yeah, those, those podcasters who talk about serious things have... They have a big responsibility. That's but I think you were the first chess celebrity, right? To go... No, no, no. He talked to Magnus and Botezes. Oh, okay. I've not seen that then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it started with Magnus. And, um, and I, I told him this too. I didn't want to ask to come on in the comments of the Magnus interview because I thought that was like... You know... <laughs> people will like, the viewers will again go after you. Again, you're yeah, stealing yeah. the limelight from Magnus. And but then in the but then in the in the next one i uh in the botas one i was like okay i guess he's going to talk to more chess people so i decided to write a comment and uh now he's talked to me and then he's going to talk to hikaru as well um so he's going to talk to a lot of people in the chess world and uh we'll see we'll see what what, what happens next uh speaking of that's usually how i sort of sign these things off it's like what's mm -hmm. next for you What's next for you? Nothing much. I mean... Uh, Today, this, big picture. What's the next video? The next video, I mean, I haven't thought about it yet in detail. Uh, still working on it. I just recently released one. So I'm still working on another one, but still not, not quite concrete. But yeah, it will be out soon. Uh, have some shots in mind, reels in mind that also I'm working on. So yeah, there is a lot of content coming up. The main idea is just to like get in as many viewers as possible get in as many new people as possible. Like I, I really enjoy those kinds of comments where people say that, hey, I just started playing chess or I came back after a long while and I saw your channel and it was very nice to un understand or easy to understand. That, that gives me a lot of satisfaction that, okay, I have gotten someone back into the chess journey or maybe started their chess journey. That's something that I really enjoy. And obviously then once they are into it, if they enjoy the game, they'll definitely check out everyone and they will like enter the world of chess. For how long? For how long? However long they are. So, yeah, nothing much. Just in general, looking to uh, get as much good content as possible. Just like you. Yeah, that's that, that's that's my idea. Can you share what 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 the next uh, what the next one is going to be for you? Uh, I'm not sure. I have a few things in mind. There is a. I'm thinking of a Mikhail Tal game. Maybe an maybe an old one that I have not yet made, or uh, or let's see some kind of an educational opening video. So I have like I have four or five ideas written, but it again depends on what that, that point of time, what seems right. I'm also looking for like making a best replies to kind of E4. I'd already made one earlier for D4. So I'm planning on that as well. That's also on top of my head. There are a lot of, lot of things that are on top of my hand, but still I have to work on it and see how it goes. Like same as you, you have around 30 ideas. I don't have that many, but I have around <laughs> four or five on top of my mind, which I have to work on. Yeah, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, um, one of my oldest thumbnails in this giant list of thumbnails that I haven't used yet right here in my list. 
Mikhail mm -hmm. Tal is number two, meaning that has been there for probably 16 months. I've wanted to make a Tal video for so long, and I just haven't. So you have my blessing. Um, yeah, I think you should make one because, like, I have not seen many Tal videos on your channel, like, um, because his games are totally out of the world. I mean, audiences generally enjoy them, like, from whatever feedback I have been getting on the Tal, Tal games, they have been really, really great. So I think you should try out whenever you get time from these other championships that are going on, the scandals that are going on. Once you're free from those, then you can definitely try it out. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm obviously salivating at the next drama update, but hopefully we have like it put to rest and the chess world can sort of restore balance. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, I don't know. And... Um, but I think this, this this was a lot of fun, man. Um, you are a uh, you're kind of uh, an an inspiration in many ways because I look at some of your content and I'm like I, I can learn, and you said you like mine as well. So it's uh, I feel like it's a good uh, mutual dynamic, and who knows we could do a Gotham chess talk collab at some point in the future. And Definitely, that would be great. Yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on today, man. Thanks for thanks for making the time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. As always, everyone, thanks so much for watching and supporting the Gotham City podcast, as well as all of my content on YouTube and on Twitch. If you'd like to support me beyond just viewing or listening, there are donation links on those previously mentioned platforms, and all of my chess courses are available on chessly.com. That's chessly.com, which is my new courses platform. As always, I will see you right back here in Gotham City with our next guest, hopefully very soon.